pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 226. Today I'm going to chat with Gun Funny Patreons, Daniel Treadwell, Ryan Morrison, and Jon Snow. We're also going to discuss the latest court development on California's magazine ban, highlight a new pistol from Savage, and talk about Christmas photos that have some people acting like the Grinch. I am your host, Ava Flanell. Guys, how are you doing? Great. Fantastic. Oh, cool. That's great. Well, Ryan, it's nice for you to finally show up. We've just been waiting here for like 20 minutes. It's not like, I mean, it's It's not like like 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually you're right. It's like 40 minutes. It's not like it's Christmas Eve when we don't have like last minute shopping to do or anything. No big deal. Yeah. I had uh, last minute customers. So trying to take care of them, of course they showed up late. So I'm sorry about that. And for those who don't remember Ryan Morrison, he's actually the owner of Sake Holsters. Well, I'm sure that there are probably a lot of people, you know, trying to get in those last minute gifts. Before we're going to start the show and talk about more of what we've been up to, I want to take a second to talk about Smith & Wesson. You guys have quite a few Smith & Wesson guns. Actually, Jon Snow, I know you have tons of Smith & Wesson guns. What do you have? Yeah, I've got... I probably can't actually think of them all, but I think my very first one was a Smith and Wesson 686, the 357 revolver. And then since then I've got the more modern M and P's full size competition guns, a bunch of the gen one shields, the new shield plus, of course, the performance center edition. That one's really nice. The M and P 15, MP 1522s, those are a ton of fun. All right, cool. So way to just make us all look stupid. I mean, even me, I'm sponsored by Smith & Wesson, and I'm just like, yeah, I think I got like three other guns. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't, but <laughs> I definitely, you know, I've been collecting quite a few. In fact, I was just looking in my, it's kind of like a closet uh, that I put all my gun boxes. I don't know why. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I never throw away gun boxes, but it's stupid because it's not like I'm ever going to like resell my guns. Like I have this thing where I don't sell my guns. So why do I keep the boxes? But then maybe for serial number purposes, but then I have it all written down anyway. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Do you guys do that? I was just having this same conversation with a friend of mine and I do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a whole stack, like almost like shoe boxes, like just stacks and like rows and rows of like gun boxes. So I was looking, I'm like, okay, majority of it is Smith and Wesson. I do the same thing with, you just never know when you're going to want to store it in that. Particularly yeah. Like during a, if you move, which you know we sometimes we do. Yeah. And it's since you can't really leave it in the safe when the movers take that, unless that all gets damaged. That's uh, true. It's nicer to nicer to put it back in the box it came in. You can box that up, take it yourself, and then just kind of reorganize. Okay. So Man, then I feel, I feel like I feel like a dummy because I threw away all my boxes. Oh wow. Okay. Well, there's always a dummy in the group, and I guess Ryan. <laughs> well, you you know. Drew that short straw today. <laughs> hey, that's me, the short straw. <laughs> Even though you're probably the tallest out of all of us. Well, okay, so then I have a, a good excuse. I'm moving pretty soon. So if you guys haven't heard, I'm actually this Sunday signing on, well, signing the contract to another house. 
which is kind of crazy, but we'll talk about that in a second. But anyways, Smith and Wesson, you know, it's one of those things. Once you have one, it's like you have to continue to just collect them all because they are really good guns. I really like their handguns. If you guys want to check those out, just head on over to smith-wesson.com. And I guess I'll just, you know, continue with talking about my house because that just seems to be, you know, sort of the theme of the show now is just me either complaining about my house or I guess now it's going to be talking about my new house. But I decided to buy a new house. It's brand new. And that's just because with inflation right now and I had some money to invest and I just feel like nowadays it's like it's stupid not to invest in something tangible. And with the market here in Colorado, which I'm sure it's everywhere, I'm sure wherever you guys are, you guys have seen like a huge increase in the market with housing. But I figured maybe I would buy another house and rent it out and, you know, or do, you know, maybe Airbnb. And so I started looking and there's like legit like crack houses selling for like 400,000. And I'm not even kidding. I mean, junk. Like you're just like, I would never, I wouldn't even pay a hundred thousand for this. And then you move up to the $600,000 range, which is insane, like way more than I wanted to spend. And then I'm like, well, I guess that could do, I mean, I guess I could always remodel the kitchen and, and that bathroom would have to be remodeled and I have to take out the carpet. And then I'm just like haunted by all these memories of what I had to go through with all the stupid contractors that I dealt with when I was remodeling my house. And getting, you know, all the damage fixed from the hot water heater that, you know, it caused. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then I, I don't even know how I stumbled upon like a new build because I'm always, it's one of those things that we never think about. We always think like, oh no, well we have to, you know, buy a house and we never consider like the brand new houses that are being built. But, and I knew that they were out like by a year, but I'm like, well, I already live in Colorado. I have a house, so I have time. So then I started to investigate and I realized that literally for like 50,000 more, you can buy a brand new house and pick everything out. But the reason yeah. why you don't normally get pushed that direction is because the realtors don't want you to go that route because they get paid less. They get paid later on once it's all said and done. So it's not like a quick check for them. And yeah, I mean, in the process, I actually ended up dropping one realtor and picking up another one who had my best interest. But I only say this because if you guys are having a hard time, like if you're thinking about, you know, getting another house, I highly recommend looking to the new builds. And the best part is, is if you do find a house, like unlike the houses that are already on the market, nobody's outbidding you because even these like $600 homes that were like, okay, maybe I could work with, they were going for like 80,000 more just in a day and selling. It was insane. Anyways, uh, my new house, it will be done at the end of this summer, this coming summer. And then I figured I'd rent out my house, which of course that would be my luck now that I just, you know, remodeled my entire house. And I don't know how I feel about renting it out or doing Airbnb, but it's one of those risks that you kind of have to take if you want to move forward. Man, imagine the lack of a headache you would have had if you would have just, you know, remodeled the house back to its original form instead of picking out all this custom crap. <laughs> I know. And all the money I would have saved. And yeah, it would have been, yeah, I know well, if only, you know, it's like one of those things, if you just knew back then, what you know now, uh, it yep, would save so much time. 2020. Well, actually, if Absolutely. I knew, if I had any insight, I would totally buy all the houses at like $200,000 because that's unheard of now. And then I'd be like a millionaire and I wouldn't be doing the show anymore. But here I am. Yes, you <laughs> here I am with you guys. Anyways, yeah, enough about that. But I am 
you know, looking forward to that for 2022. And I'm hoping it's going to be a much better year than 2020 and 2021. But anyway, so if you guys aren't familiar, if you're listening to the show and you're not familiar what a Patreon is, so Patreons are those who support the show. And you guys have actually been with me for a while. Like Ryan, you were one of my early Patreons. Jon Snow, you as well. Daniel, you've been a Patreon for what, at least two years now? Uh, almost two years, yeah. Yeah, so you guys are all, you know, sort of like the the OGs of uh, Gun Funny. I was um, member number 68. Oh, dang. If only you just waited just a few more days, you could have been 69. Oh, oh well. Nice. All the regrets. But anyways, yeah, so with Christmas right around the corner, it's actually Christmas Eve when we're recording the show. So I do appreciate you guys making the time coming on the show because I know we all have a bunch of things going on. This week has just been hell for me personally, just like just tons of deadlines and, you know, trying to catch up with stuff. So I'm sure you guys are also really busy. But let's talk about Christmas, which I know when the show comes out, Christmas will be all said and done. But are you guys how are you handling Christmas? Are you ready for it? It doesn't even feel like Christmas. I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah. That, yeah. When it's 80 degrees outside, it's hard to say it's Christmas. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. So you're in Texas. That's yeah. crazy that it's 80 degrees. Oh, that's that's Texas. <laughs> Although here in Colorado, we have not gotten any snow, and it's actually kind of concerning. At first, it was nice. And now I'm like, okay, we need to get some sort of precipitation because there's going to be so many fires in the summer, and that's obviously not going to be good. I have no idea what I'm doing, honestly, for Christmas. I'm thinking, like, I'll be with some family. I'll be with my cousin and her husband and a friend. And I'm just like, I mean, my cousin and I were kind of on the same board where we're we're kind of on the same wagon, I guess, where we're just like, yeah, I mean, if we order Chinese food and watch movies all day, like, we're totally happy. But that's probably the Jew in us. <laughs> I think that's Chinese. what Jews do. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Chinese food and die hard. Yeah, exactly. Although, I don't know, I'm kind of tired of Die Hard right now after reenacting all of the, uh, you know, the first movie of Die Hard. I reenacted all of the really funny scenes, which I can't wait for you guys to see this video. But HK, they picked a few people that are, I guess, in the award ceremony for the Gundies. And we have to reenact Die Hard. And so here I am, John McClane, although I called myself Jane McClane. And I have this horrible East Coast accent. And I just decided to go the funny route because I'm like, all right, I could do the gun bunny route. I could be like super masculine and act like my name's John. Or I could just be funny. And that's what I did. But yeah, I stepped on glass yesterday. And I shot glass. And I went into Lowe's and recorded myself in one of those vents. And then <laughs> the person that worked there asked me to leave. And that was great. Yeah. Please, please tell me you're going to include a blooper reel of the personality. Oh, I totally please. am. I am actually. I'm going to actually, I'll post it to the Patreon group because it's pretty funny because then I get up and the entire thing breaks. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have to buy it? No, I just ran. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So typically around this time of year, we usually, you know, we're always like, oh, I can't buy myself that. It's Christmas. I got to think of others. But let's face it, at the end of the day, we typically end up buying ourselves something. Have you guys bought anything cool for yourselves? Yeah. What? Uh, which one? Um, uh, I, well, I got myself a new long-range rifle. I uh, picked up a Daniel Defense Apex 5 Pro and a bunch nice. of new toys for that. Have you shot it yet? 
I have. I just went down to sighted in at a hundred. Haven't really had a chance to get it out on a long range yet, but it just feels so so nice. What's typically like the distance that that gun will shoot? It's made for uh, out to a thousand or more. I would guess it's a. This one is the twenty six inch barrel, six five Creedmoor. Mm. So it's pretty much as far as you want to build the ammo and test your skills to get it out to. So. You know, thousands the goal. We'll see how if I can find ranges that'll take me, let me shoot further than that. And uh, time will tell. Yeah, because actually one of our patrons, Melissa Ridings, when I shot, no, I shot a mile actually, but she knew of a range, but I think that range actually closed within the last like year or two. That one closed. There's another one, I think that, well, there's, there's one south of me, uh, well, about, about two hours south of me, south of San Antonio, that has a confirmed mile and I'm Looking at that one, I'm waiting for them to post up some of their classes, and I'm going to go do that. Uh, Melissa and I have gotten together and shot. I got I got to shot shoot that gun too. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, she she taught me a lot to kind of get me started, and now I'm looking for classes to hone the skills. Yeah, that'll be fun. Ryan, John, have you guys bought yourself anything? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Aw, buddy. Well, yeah, that's what happens all- when you have kids. Well, kids and then also trying to run your own business. Every cent I get, you know, there's no surplus of money. I got to basically just turn it right back around for now. Yeah, that's definitely what you have to do in the beginning when you own a business. It all has to go back yeah. into the business. Yep, but you know, it's it's worth it in the end. Yeah, and actually, I mean, again, I'll remind everyone. So Ryan owns Sake Holsters. That's S-A-E-K, which by the way, did we ever figure out what that stands for? Yeah, I actually had a guy come in here. He's a friend of a friend and my buddy never told me that he um, has a master's degree in the English language, and he's also an avid comic book fan, which the hint I give everyone is, oh, the hint for you know figuring out the name is comic books. So yeah, it, within 30 minutes, he sat here not saying anything, and then he just came out with, I'm guessing it's super awesome explosion kapow. And you know what? That's what it was. Wow. That's actually kind yeah. of a cool little, and I like it. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if anybody ever came up with it. Yeah, you know, I was the story behind that name of the quick is just, you know, my wife was pressuring me to figure out the company name when all when I started this venture. And out of just sheer randomness, you know, it, it was kind of like just, you know, a lighthearted argument. Like, fine, I'll I'll fucking call it super awesome explosion kapow. But then, you know, thinking thinking about, you know, the first letter of every word, like that's actually kind of, you know, it sounds real cool, tactical, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in the end, it's just four stupid words that I put together. Well, you were also probably thinking, you're like, well, that's gonna be a really long email. Or the URL on that's going to be a pain. So we're going to have to cut that down a little bit. But yeah, Ryan, you've done a phenomenal job. I mean, you've had your business now for less than a year. and You upgraded from, you were just doing work in, was it your garage? I don't even think you started in your garage originally. Yeah, yeah I was in my garage just working on 11 linear feet of workbench and not in a straight line. It was an L, so it's a lot of wasted space. And then went from that to a 20 by 30 uh, actual shop and then, you know, just cranking out holsters, trying to stay busy. Yeah. And everybody that I send your way, they're just like, wow, that was so quick. And I'm like, yeah, it's literally, I mean, I don't want to jinx you and I don't want you to get too busy where you're like, cool, I can no longer. But I mean, it's like the minute they place the order, you make the holster that day and then it ships out. It's yeah, pretty my crazy. average time is 24 hours if I have the material they're looking for. If it's a special order, it's usually, it's less than a week. Wow. That's pretty, yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy. I wear mine to a lot of matches. In fact, uh, I wore my my bright green contingent rig that you made for me. Thank you uh, to one recently and got a lot of, oh, my God, I love that. Where did you get that? So I just pointed them all your way. 
Wow. Hey, that's yeah. I like, I like, I like staying busy. Yeah. John, I'm going to get to you in a second, but I'm going to take a quick break real quick. Talk about primary arms. Primary arms optics. I'm actually, I mean, I'm not in the process of switching out all of my optics for primary arms, but majority of them, that's how happy I've been with them. They just make some really great stuff. In fact, I was just using their, uh, what is it? The, uh, the Vulcan reticle that they have. The ACSS Vulcan. It's yeah. For the pistol. Yep. Yeah. And it uses the Holosyn frame, but it's actually primary arms that came up with it. And I was doing uh, something with Strikeman. They came out with this new Strikeman system where, you know, on the app, it just says like, okay, shoot the G target or the I target or whatever. And so you have to think pretty quickly. And I will say that the outer circle on that thing, it definitely helped for me to like quickly line up that little chevron in the center to hit the bullseye. I mean, I like it. But what other, I mean, John, you have a bunch of their optics, right? Yeah, I think I've got uh, eight or 10 of them now, several different ones. The SLX Micro Prism is one I really like. Uh, that's the one that they came out with this year. Um, it kind of looks almost like a Trigicon MRO, but it's a prismatic. That one I really like. It's great on a little AR or PDW or something like that. I've got their... 2x it's got the i think it's the gemini reticle for the nine millimeter those are great on little pccs got one of those on my uh, strabog that's a lot of fun and then i've got several different ones for 5.56 and 308 and the like fixed 3x and 5x versions those again are great on an ar depending on what you're doing with it you know if you want just a little bit of zoom then you step up into the other scopes, you know, like the four to 16s and those ones. And the great thing about those is they come with so many reticle options. Most other companies, they've got one or two different reticles to choose from. But these ones, I mean, they've got them for all the different calibers. And if you like a busier reticle, that's like a Horus reticle, they've got that. They've just got a ton of options and mm -hmm. you can step into, especially when you're looking at the longer range scopes, you can step into that front focal plane scope a lot more affordably than you can with anybody else. You know, you step into a good long range front focal plane scope for 500 bucks. Yeah. You can't do that with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys are interested in checking those out and getting a primary arms optic, don't forget to use the code AVA. That's just A-V-A. And you're going to get a free scope mount with every primary arms optic that you get. And that is at primaryarms.com. All right. So, John, what is there anything that you bought for yourself? Uh, I kind of been trying to not spend so much lately. I'm saving up some money for some things. Uh, the last thing I did buy myself, though... I picked up one of the FN 502s. Oh, okay. That's the new, it's basically like other 22 pistols that are out there that are tactical style. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the MP 22 compact, except they made it so that it actually is full size. Whereas like the 22 compact is reduced size. It's like mm -hmm. three quarters, three quarter size. So fit your hands like a full size handgun and dimension wise it's the same they even included a 15 round mag instead of just 10 rounds so you've got more rounds so that's good it's you know suppressor ready with suppressor height sights optic ready 
it's a lot of fun. I've only had a chance to get it out a little bit, but it's a great little pistol if you're looking for something to suppress. Nice. Well, I've bought myself, I think, some shoes. Yeah, I don't know. And a house. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so basically all my spending moving forward is going to be dedicated to my house and I'll be like house broke pretty soon. So yeah, that's where I'm at in my life right now. (laughs) Uh, Or should I say I bought Tickles a house? There you go. Merry Christmas, Tickles. I hope you appreciate it. (laughs) I work my ass off for you. (laughs) I did come home and I was like, Tickles, guess what? Because we're also moving to a much better neighborhood. And I was like, you could actually like go on walks now and not have to worry about crackhead dogs. We're not going to have any, yeah, you, you're going to make so many friends. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Hopefully no raccoons too. Yeah, seriously. Oh my God. I have this huge ass raccoon. I don't know if I've posted a video in the Patreon group yet, but there's this raccoon. I'm not even kidding. I mean, it's got to be like 60 pounds And every time, like every night it goes through my yard. It hops up over the fence. It goes to my backyard. My cameras catch it all. This thing is huge. And like, I am terrified that if I ever come home late one night and I run into it, I think this raccoon's going to win. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no raccoons. There's actually not a lot of trees. So there's no squirrels that are going to be taunting tickles which I think at this point she's just over going outside. And also there was so much wind when I was in Myrtle Beach that like trees blew down, not at my house. I mean, the fence blew over, so that sucks. But a lot of the branches and stuff, and it's like I'm kind of at this point like over the really large trees. Like I love it during the summer, but when all this stuff happens, I'm just like, man, there's branches everywhere. Like it's just it's exhausting. So it's exhausting picking it up. Although my other neighbors who, you know, we don't live in an HOA, they don't care and I'll probably be looking at it for years to come, but whatever. Okay, so let's talk about, oh, you know what we did in the Patreon group that was a lot of fun was the Secret Santa. In fact, I have to say, so if Daniel listens to the show, Daniel Barrier, Barrera, Barrera, his video, so two years in a row now, his Secret Santa videos are hilarious and he's put so much work into it that I'm like, tempted to hit him up and be like yo you want to do some of my editing for me for my videos but it's pretty funny like he goes all out and he shows even from like the time that whatever the shipping carrier drops it off on his front porch to him waking up in a bunk bed which was did anybody like wonder if that was actually his bunk bed because i'm kind of thinking it is i think he actually legit sleeps in a bunk bed with kids i did i didn't question that for a minute yeah no i didn't either yeah I mean, he's like in his 30s, but, you know, if he has bunk beds with like Spider-Man bedding, like whatever, I'm not going to question it. It's his life. And then he chugged Seagram's, but it wasn't alcohol. And I only know this about him because when I met him a few years ago in Texas at it was like Safari Land Show or something. Safari. I don't even know. But he brought me White Claws is when I was going through my White Cloth obsession. He said that that was the first time he ever bought alcohol. (laughs) I know whatever he was drinking was not alcohol, but yeah, his video is pretty cool. But what are some things that you guys saw people unwrapping that was like really cool gifts? A lot of goat guns. Yeah, I know. I thought that, that, that was too. a theme this year. Yeah. I almost was tempted to look back at the list and I was like, who's giving away all these goat guns? And did somebody get more than one person? Like what happened with the list? Cause I'm like, that was so weird. Who was it that got the bottle of liquor? Because that was epic. Oh, I think that was Noah. Yeah. Yeah, he got a bottle of liquor and then he got something else, which is really cool. As if that gift wasn't cool enough. But then I think they were like, oh, there's a second box coming and 
it was maybe maybe it was patches or something. Really nice set of cold whiskey glasses, maybe. Yeah, I don't even remember. But then again, you're also talking to somebody who didn't remember that their trash day comes Wednesday and I thought it came Tuesday for some reason. And here I call up my friend owns the trash company. I was like, yo, you guys missed my trash day. And he's like, oh, I'll have to, you know, hit up the driver and find out. And he's like, yeah, so your trash day is Wednesday. It's tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I don't know where I came up with Tuesday. (laughs) All right. Getting old just is weird. It's weird how our minds work. But yeah, we don't you don't remember stuff as quite as well. But patches there was a lot of patches that were given let's see i got a really cool tea set with i'm kind of into this whole like tea ceremony thing where the cups are like smaller than shot glasses so you just sit there and just talk with friends and concentrate on you know just i don't know filling up each other's teacup but they're really small but it had little koi fish in it and those were really neat i also got a bunch of food which I'm really thankful for because I realized if it wasn't for the patrons, I would not be eating right now because I had to throw everything out of my refrigerator and freezer because my electricity apparently was out for like 30 something hours. So I just threw everything away. I have pralines that Jon Snow sent me. I have some oatmeal cookies that Tommy sent me from Liberty's Cookies, which are amazing. And then my cameraman yesterday gave me some like s'mores check mix, which is really good. Needless to say, I'm rolling out of Christmas, probably like 20 pounds heavier, but whatever. I'm trying to think, what were some other gifts? I saw somebody got this really awesome holster. Oh, yeah. I got a holster, too. Yeah. Somebody sent that to me that uh, Ryan actually made. And yes. you used a Louis Vuitton print, which is pretty cool. How hard is it to get that Louis Vuitton print? Because I got to imagine that. I mean, I'm sure Louis Vuitton at this point is like so used to people stealing their, you know. I just made the graphic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so Jon Snow made the graphic for me, sent it over, and it's as simple as, you know, placing an order from a place I get uh, custom prints done. And then a couple of days later, it's in my mailbox and then made into a holster. Oh, okay. So you could really use anything. Like I could have a picture of Tickles, a picture. Yep. Actually, well, I know this because somebody years ago sent me a holster with my face on it. I was like, okay, that's not weird. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As there, far as uh, prints go, the sky's the limit. Huh. Okay. There, there might be a couple of pretty epic prints in the works right now for a couple of people in the Patreon group. Yeah, like Noah, because he posted pictures looking very spiffy. That's the word that I used. He didn't really like that word. He was hoping I'd say handsome or something, but I mean, I think spiffy just kind of sums it up pretty well, but it it does. And you're going to love this. So that picture that this is going to be a holster on, it's going to be Ryan's sloppy seconds holster. Sloppy seconds is the one with the sidecar extra mag. Oh yeah. Um, So this is going to be the sloppy spiffy. Nice. I like it. That's actually pretty genius. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about IWI. Ryan, do you own any IWI guns? I have an IWI Masada mold gun. Oh, okay, cool. I actually just shot the Masada. That's the gun that I use to record my Strikeman video using their like new pro system or whatever. And that's what I have that reticle on, that Vulcan reticle. Yeah. John, you have a bunch, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan actually just got to shoot my Masada. Yeah. What and was like it, three, three weeks ago? Yeah, then three shots in, it made me really question my EDC gun. <laughs> Aw. Well, what's your EDC gun now? 
Uh, it's just bone stock Gen 3 Glock 19. And then oh. after shooting John's Masada, man, I, uh, I need it. Yeah. I mean, it does shoot really well. And it's actually like really accurate. Once you get all the, you know, I mean, I don't like the sights that it comes with. It's like weird. It's like those combat sights, whatever. But with a red dot and stuff, I'm like, once you get everything like zeroed in that you can shoot it well, I mean, this thing is like accurate as heck. Like you can literally shoot the same round in the target like over and over again. That's how freaking accurate it is. Yeah, it's attack driver, really. It's kind of surprising because a lot of polymer guns like that have just a little bit of flex and there's a little bit more inaccuracy inherently, but they Mm -hmm. did a really good job with that one. Yeah. And I've shot mine at 100 yards, ping and steel. It's just dead on. It's great shooting gun. Yeah. And I've tortured mine. I mean, I've got, I think, 4,500 rounds to it and I haven't cleaned it once. Wow. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I've never cleaned mine either. And it's still just, it's working really well. I don't have 4,500 rounds through it, but it's definitely seen quite a few range days and I haven't had any issues. I should probably actually have nothing else, maybe just lube it a little bit, but even then it still hasn't had any issues. If you guys want to check that stuff out, the Masada pistol, just go to IWI.us, use the code gunfunny15, all one word for 15% off any accessories that you find. So that's extra magazines, patches, all that good stuff. All right. So moving forward. So let's talk about 2022, which is just around the corner, which is pretty crazy to think, although I won't miss 2021. But what do you guys, first of all, do you have any New Year's Eve plans? Uh, Keep my child alive. Okay. That's really good. (laughs) Yeah. You ever just like look at like your kid or your dog and you're like, wow, it's crazy that I've kept you along. I mean, I look at tickles all the time and I'm like, dude, eight and a half years I've kept you alive. Like that's pretty freaking impressive, especially for me. But what are your like plans? Do you usually go out on years Eve or oh. stay home or what? Uh, we usually go out. We go to this town up in Washington, Leavenworth. Some of you Washington locals probably know it's like a Bavarian themed town. We just go up there and watch the fireworks when they go off, which I don't know if there will be this year with all the stupid shutdowns. Yeah. I was going to say my neighborhood uh, usually puts on a pretty good impromptu fireworks show. So uh, we don't have to go very far. Just put a chair in the front lawn and enjoy Nice. Yeah, that's right. Because again, you have that nice weather, so you could just sit in the front lawn. <laughs> I don't know. I always hated New Year's Eve because it's like Christmas is hectic enough and it's always stressful and you're always like, okay, did I get this gift? Did I get that? Then you have to do the whole dinner thing. And then it's like, you just kind of want to relax after, but it's like, oh, nope. Now you have to, you know, spend New Year's Eve, like some, like go all out, make sure that you're ringing in that new year. And I don't know. So I've never really loved it. And then anytime that I've had like really great plans. I mean, the older I get, the more it's like, oh, stay up till 12. Okay. All right, let's do this. But I like to be like asleep by like 1030, if we're being honest. And then this year, my cousin asked me to go to Mexico. I think it was Cancun or something with her, her and her husband. But I have so much travel coming up that I, one, I really don't want to add any more travel, but two, flying sucks with the whole mask thing. And then three, I didn't want to take the chance of getting sick when I just have some really, you know, important events coming up and I just didn't, you know, so I don't have any plans, but what do you guys think 2022 will bring? Cheaper ammo prices, we hope. (laughs) Right. I know. Hopefully. I mean, we've seen it come down a little bit. Can I, is it too much to ask for like cheaper lumber prices? (laughs) Because now I have to fix the fence. I'm just like, I totally just like rigged the whole thing where 
the next storm, I mean, it's going to blow over, but I'm like, let's just hold out for as long as we possibly can. <laughs> um, a cheaper lumber would have been nice when I was building my shop up. Oh gosh. I can't even imagine. I know. Yeah. Just on one of the workbenches alone was 500 bucks of lumber and it's only like 26 linear feet of workbench. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of curious for like politics. I don't know if you guys read this recently, but it said that there's been it's like as far as gun control when i think when people were asked you know about gun control it's the lowest that it's been in years or something yeah the lowest amount of support for it yeah which i felt like i actually thought that was pretty interesting and then i was kind of thinking all right you know as crazy as like 2020 was maybe because of all the people that ended up buying guns that used to be anti-gun i wonder if that sort of change their opinion about guns so maybe actually it did have a more positive influence than we projected with regular people yeah i agree um politicians no they're gonna keep pushing yeah. in spite yeah. of all of that yeah i feel like halfway through the uh, biden presidency we're gonna be looking at you know he's in his last two years you know up until re-election so it's probably gonna be coming for a push here pretty soon yeah yeah no i know i think as far as politics go, I think it's the worst it's ever been, but it is kind of nice to see that people that aren't involved in politics, you know, just the general public is starting to kind of, you know, gain some common sense. And actually, man, you, you know what happened to me recently? I know I, I should ask for you guys to be like, what, Ava, what recently happened? And I'd be like, oh, okay, here, let me tell you guys. We're, but We're waiting in anticipation. Yeah, no, I'm like, you guys know what happened to me? Okay, well, let me tell you before you guys can even answer Meanwhile, you're probably like, just, just shut up. You guys saw the video, but recently the store, the gun store that I go to, the range, it's a gun store in a range. It recently, there was an attempted break-in and I ended up going there. The owners were out of town. So they just go, the security thing goes by, I do the marketing there. They go like one by one, like just start kind of calling all the employees. So I get like a call at 3 a.m. And anyways, I go down there and there was an attempted break-in and there was other employees there because I have no idea how to pull up the camera footage and stuff. But what it looked like is there was like four or five people. It almost looked like an inside job because they knew where to park so that the camera wouldn't pick up like what they were driving or their license plate or anything like that. But there's these two glass doors that you'd have to get through in order to get into the store. The glass doors are, it's like a 3M something panel, laminate panel or something. And the glass held up phenomenally well. So first they tried to pry through the door. That didn't work. Then they start kicking the glass. I hope they broke their big toe. And I'm only speaking from experience because one time I got really mad and I kicked glass and I ended up breaking my big toe. Long story. We're not going to talk about it on air. I don't feel like going to jail, but that's what happened. I was, you know, low key thinking, okay, I hope they broke their big toe. Then they started searching the property for like rocks and they threw a few rocks at it. Then they got this bigger boulder. They threw that at it. Still, the glass is like holding up really well. It cracked a little bit, but the thing about this glass is because of the laminate. So when it cracks, it actually just stretches. The glass doesn't necessarily break, if that makes sense. And then they walked over to the side where there was these big uh, windows, like the size of the door and try to break that. It's made with the same glass. They shot a few rounds through the glass like, OK, idiots, this isn't the movies. The bullets went through the glass. But again, it didn't shatter because of the laminate around it. And it was pretty interesting. They, unfortunately, they didn't catch, you know, these stupid, it, I think they were kids 
just because they had bright white shoes on. They looked really skinny. They were wearing hoodies. But the cop reminded me that really, you know, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of smaller men out there. But um, I don't know. They just kind of gave me the impression that they were like in their early 20s. And then to see the cops like, you know, go around the store trying to pick up whatever was left of the bullet, uh, the projectile. And actually, these kids were fairly smart. They did pick up the casings in the parking lot before they left. So they didn't really leave any traces of that. And then obviously, you can't really tell what they were shooting just by the bullets, maybe the caliber, but that's about it. And the cops said that a lot of times what these kids will do, it's like whatever they can find. And I would imagine, especially now, you know, whatever ammo they can find. So they just load all kinds of different. It's not consistently the same brand. And yeah, so anyways, it was interesting to see where the projectiles went. One of them hit one of the glass casings, which wasn't actually glass. It was like a plastic. So that didn't shatter. But it was just so interesting. Like one of them ended up all the way on the other side of the room behind the counter and it didn't go through anything. And I don't know. The whole thing was just kind of crazy. But I don't know where I was going with that. But it was uh, that was also like a highlight of my week that I had to deal with. That was I always like to kind of see stuff like that. But then I also left pretty quickly because the cops were only there for maybe an hour, filed the report. And then they were like, all right, well, we got to go. And it was like four in the morning. And I kept thinking, yeah, watch they come back. And I had my gun on me, but I'm like, eh, you know. I'm just going to avoid it and just leave. Well, you know, the other employees dealt with it, but yeah. See, I'm curious, you know, and, and I know that human intelligence these days pretty, uh, pretty low lacking. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> low. So, you know, what you think, you know, I've seen pictures of the, uh, the place and it's a pretty big establishment, which means there's a lot of money, a lot of inventory. What dumbass is trying to break into this place? And you know, in this, in today, everything's digital, so mm-hmm. you know, it's not it's not like it's a VHS tape recording security footage. You know, it's yeah. literally like a closed network with alarm systems. What dumbass is trying to break into this huge, I'm assuming multi million dollar complex? Yeah, and thinking that they're gonna just not be seen or get away with it, I that baffles me. I know it's definitely interesting. And then it was funny because they all have duffel bags on them, which they left empty handed. And actually, I can't say that I don't know if they got caught or not, because then shortly after the police, they had to leave pretty quickly because they got another call of suspects that kind of fit the description that there was another break in and there was a gun involved. Maybe they did actually catch them. I didn't really follow up with the range. I don't like I said, I I only do the marketing for them. I'm not super close, but it is kind of and also not only that, but I don't think people realize when you steal a gun, I think it's a felony per gun. Yeah. For every gun that you steal, because my dad's store got broken into and I think like 40 guns were stolen and they made sure that they came down on the kids that broke in like really hard because you're not just stealing like, you know, some food or some makeup or something like that. Like you're actually stealing something that is pretty heavily regulated. And I think there's a felony attached with every firearm that you steal. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's see. What about new gun trends for 2022? I'm like kind of curious if like they're going to, you know, if manufacturers are going to continue with the trend of like these micro compact guns that fit, you know, that hold lots of rounds or if that's kind of like, all right, let's move on to something else. But it'll be interesting to see what they come out with, especially with SHOT Show right around the corner. I know there's a lot of companies that are unveiling a lot of new products. So I'm I'm interested to see, you know, kind of what the trend is at SHOT Show. And then I think that'll sort of set the stage for like what's going to carry out throughout the year. Yeah, I think there's going to be more micro nines. Some of them 
not necessarily as high capacity as others, but mm-hmm. the carrying market is especially pretty hot these yeah. days with, you know, so many more people realizing the need to be able to defend themselves. Any of the companies that aren't doing the micro nines, the high capacity micro nines, they're missing the boat because those are the ones that everybody really wants. Optic cut, of course, is big. They need to be optic ready. Mm-hmm. Honestly, at this point, from a manufacturer standpoint, I don't see the point of making something that isn't optic ready anymore. Oh, I do. Simply the fact that you have to manage multiple part numbers and inventory, it's more affordable to just go optic ready from the beginning on all of them and not have to manage all the different part numbers. So, and that's what Ruger did when they brought theirs, the Max 9 to the market. I mean, they, they just made all of them optic ready from the beginning. I think there's going to be more optic ready pistols, more 22s, I think would be another one that we might see some more. Like we've seen that with HK with the MP5 22 being the price of ammo these days. I think we'll probably see some more 22s. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the, we're going to start to see a, a resurgence of 380s. Uh, SIG announced they were doing the P365 and 380. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ruger, Ruger came out with a couple of others in 380. So that's, that's actually a really good point. Most, yeah, just see kind of a resurgence of it because a lot of people get the impression that it's lighter recoil than nine millimeter and pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. Depends on the gun. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I was gonna say I'm like sometimes it does have you know less recoil, but it's it definitely depends. Bullet, more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> One thing, so uh, John Snow, when you were like at this point for manufacturers not to make guns that are optic ready, I mean it's just it's a business, right? So they're yeah. going to release the first gun that's not optic ready, have everyone buy that. And then like, you know, six months later, hey, now we're coming out with the one that is optic ready. And it's, you know, it's just from a business perspective. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it I, sucks. And I get that. But yeah, but you're right. I mean, nowadays it's all about, you know, guns being optic ready. And that's kind of what people want these days. So totally understand that. But all right. Just wrapping it up. So any exciting future plans that you guys want to share with listeners? I mean, Ryan, you have to have some, you have a business. Um, you know, I've just recently got into the first store that I'm stocking their shelf of holsters and you know, there's a couple of local businesses here. There's three of them that basically all have said, oh yeah, we'd love to carry your holsters, but you know, we have to run out of this certain, that used to be local holster manufacturer first. And then, you know, I go in there and like, oh yeah, we just got our stock of that company that we're going to be trying to drop. Like, Ugh. so they're, they're, they're yanking my chain. So I'm hoping I'm really hoping in this next year that, you know, I can be either in one or more of those stores and yeah. then hope I, I would like to hopefully say, you know, be able to hire somebody. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Like as you get busier and stuff. Yep. But uh, as far as I know right now, I am just trying to, you know, stay, stay afloat and make sure that my customers are happy. Nice. And if anyone is interested in purchasing a holster from you or possibly carrying your stuff in their stores, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, for website, you can go to sakeholsters.com, you know, just S-A-E-K holsters.com or social media is Instagram, you know, S-A-E-K underscore holsters. And then Facebook is just at Sake Holsters. So yeah, you can hit me up on there, you know, any of the direct messaging, or you can actually go to the contact form on the website and just email and I'll get it. and We can talk shop. Okay, cool. John, Daniel, do you guys want to add anything, any future plans that you want to share with us? 
Uh, nothing crazy to speak of. Some new new gun builds I'm thinking about and waiting for all of my form fours to come back. Yeah. Story of my life. Story of everyone's life. <laughs> John, what about you? Uh, I've got a few guns I need to finish up that started but haven't gotten around to. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh be nice to shoot a little bit more, but I'm pretty busy most of the time, so. You know what I need to do is actually clean my guns. It's been so long that that's maybe that'll be my resolution. <laughs> clean my guns. I don't know. We'll see. That, All right. That, that'll last, you know, a couple of days. I know. Once everything starts getting dirty and it's just like everything, you know, parts everywhere. And I'm like, I'm over it. I'm just over it. Um, well, it's your next great business idea. Instead of coming in to clean your home, we'll come in to clean your guns. Yeah. Right. I actually, I joked, I was like, I'm going to hire an intern to clean all my guns. And then they're like, cool, well, how much are you going to pay your intern? I'm like, I'm not paying them anything. They get to shoot Ava's guns. I don't think anyone's going to sign up for it, but, you know, I'm just putting it out there. So you can shoot the guns, but then you got to clean them. May not be a bad idea. I'd rather hire someone to load my mags for me on the range. I hate doing that. I know, right? Especially when you're like in the zone and you're like ready to shoot and then you run out of ammo and then you're like, go back to the bench, reload. I know I hate it. All right. Well, moving forward, Caldwell. Speaking of that range time, man, they make some awesome steel. They also just sent me a new in the ear ear pro. I used it yesterday at the indoor range. It held up actually really well because normally I don't like the electronic ear pro at indoor ranges because it doesn't matter. It's like no matter what, you just need the earmuffs because it gets pretty loud. But I was actually pretty impressed with how they held up. They also right now, if you spend more than $150 at CaldwellShooting.com, you'll automatically get two free electronic earmuffs added to your cart, which is pretty good. And then also, if it's your first order and you use the code GUNFUNNY10, you're going to get 10% off. And that is at, again, CaldwellShooting.com. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, so state issued in Ninth Circuit mag ban ruling. California's magazine ban was previously ruled unconstitutional by Judge Roger Benitez and again by a three judge panel of the Ninth. Earlier this month, a full embank panel of the Ninth overruled the previous decisions and upheld the magazine ban. As we've all known, the case would ultimately have to go to the Supreme Court for a final decision. Thankfully, even the Ninth Circuit has recognized that need and this week issued a stay of their decision 150 days until May 19th of 2022. It also further says the mandate until the Supreme Court disposes of a petition if one is filed, which FPC, Firearms Policy Coalition, and others are already working on. The current case before the Supreme Court on New York's carry ban will be a good indication of how this and other pending 2A cases will go. Johnson, you have anything to add to this? Yeah. So when that ruling happened, of course, it was no surprise because they picked up a much bigger branch of the ninth and, you know, the nutty ninth, as we all call it, it's full of liberal judges and judge Benitez, of course, is our favorite judge on that panel. He of course is one of the few Trump appointed judges that 
believes in the second amendment and he's doing a lot of good work there, but there's a lot more liberal judges still on the bench. And when it was a larger panel, we had all these other judges involved and it's all political as we've all known forever. Mm -hmm. So they don't actually look at the legality of the arguments because it's very clear and Judge Benitez laid out things very clearly in his rulings. So if it goes to the Supreme Court, which the case that's going before the Supreme Court now will be a very good test as to what we will see in an outcome. But the legality of it is clear as long as it gets a fair day in court by mm-hmm. justices. So. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Okay, Manicore Arms. I'm curious, um, John, when you let Ryan shoot your IWI Masada pistol, does your Masada have the new guide rod from Manicore Arms in it? It doesn't. I need to get that ordered. Yeah, so do I. I was like, man, I wanted to bring it up, but I was like, okay, this will be great for the, you know, the ad read. But that is one thing that I keep forgetting to get because the one that IWI has is actually, it's plastic where the one that Manicore makes isn't. It's like that. I don't know. What is it made out of? Like, is it just a stainless steel? Yeah. But apparently it's supposed to reduce a lot of that recoil, which I will say, I don't feel like the Masada has a ton of recoil. Granted, I suck at absorbing recoil. So when I shoot, it looks like I'm like, you know, some new shooter. Like I just, I can't, I don't know. I just suck at it. But old noodle arms. Yeah, that's me. That's, that's what I am. I'm a little noodle arm. (laughs) What do you do to absorb some of that recoil? Uh, I do the, push pull method so you know you push yeah. out with your dominant hand and then you pull back and then uh, also what i do is with my dominant hand or my strong hand i drive the muzzle of the gun down and then with my support hand i drive it back up so kind of like a four-way oh. axis lock and then and then you know keep the elbows slightly bent so as the gun recoils instead of recoiling up it recoils directly back yeah interesting yeah, so I feel he's like also got heavier arms too oh i totally yes. yeah no he's got so i mean he's well, you've got, I mean, you've got bigger hands and I'd imagine a better grip. Yeah. I, you know, I have those, what I like to call orangutan hands and arms. So <laughs> they're, they're really long and they're really heavy and I wish I didn't have them. Uh, but I'm taken off for you. I'm sure it's consistent with the rest of your body. It's, it's okay. I mean, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, if you guys have the Masada pistol, definitely check out that guide raw that they make. They make a bunch of other stuff for like the the scorpion the tabor the og actually which i just shot for the first time i've never shot an og before which is crazy just i mean lots of great like aftermarket parts and that is at manicorearms.com don't forget to use the code avarocks15 all one word and that's going to get you 15 percent off today in tacti talk tacti talk discussing popular guns and gear love it hate it find out now Savage is making pistols again. So Savage Arms, they haven't made pistols other than the occasional Bentress bolt action or a short run of like the AR-15s since their 1907, the 1918, and the 1919 pistols, which were discontinued in 1928. Savage announced this week a new series of 9mm pistols that is called the Stance. There's 14 variations so far, though the options are mostly cosmetic or sight options. 
It's a micro nine millimeter about the size of a P365, although it's single stack rather than the modern high capacity micro pistols. It has the ability to hold seven, eight or 10 round magazines, which just seems kind of dumb to me. I'm like, why? Why would you go and come out with a micro pistol that's single stack, which you might think, okay, well, it's going to be thinner and probably a lot easier to conceal. But nowadays, I mean, the P365, the Hellcat, the Shield Plus, like all of these guns are pretty thin to begin with. It's weird because it's like double stacked, but not completely double stacked, if that makes sense. Well, depending on, I guess, the gun, but it's still pretty thin. I don't know. I'm just like, why would you now come out with a micro pistol and it only holds seven, eight, ten rounds? Like, I don't know what's what's giving somebody the reason to buy this. And then on top of that, depending on like what options you get, it ranges anywhere from MSRP is four seventy nine to five sixty one. It's priced right up there with a lot of those guns that are already on the market. Why? Like, what is the reason that you would buy this gun? Especially if Savage, you know, if they haven't made pistols in forever, like yeah, I don't even know if I would even want that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, they might blow it out of the water. It might be one of those guns where you hold it in your hand. And you're like, okay, this just makes sense. Like it's a lot lighter than the other guns on the market. You know, okay, sure. It doesn't hold as many rounds, but like all I need is 10 rounds. I feel comfortable with that. It's a lot easier to conceal. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't want to hate on it right away. I'm just saying it doesn't make a lot of sense just you know, seeing what I see so far. I'm looking at it right now. And one thing that really kind of stands out is I do not see an optics cut on that thing. Yep. Yeah. So I think two, maybe three years ago, this would have been a hit Mm -hmm. because back then the P365 was still having quite a lot of issues and there wasn't anything else in the micro high capacity nine. And OptiCut was not as big at that point either. So back then, I think this would have been a real hit. Because, I mean, looking at the gun, the gun actually looks pretty nice. Uh, it looks like it's got a pretty good stipple texture grip on it. It's got options for different sights and colors and lasers. But, yeah, no optic cut. And maybe they've got that in the works, but... You know, actually, I'm just thinking. So remember when the uh, when Mossberg came out with their micro, yeah. and that was yeah, that was like two or three years ago, right? Yep. Although that was wasn't that the same year that the P365 came out? Yes. So it probably yes. didn't really stand much of a chance of actually doing that well. But still, I mean, I don't really see anybody using that gun. Like I don't hear about that gun at all. I've never even actually seen one in person. Yeah, I've seen. I mean, I saw one at Shot Show. I bought a mold gun for one, and I've only used it one time. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. If it's anything like the Mossberg, maybe it's not going to do well, but it's hard to say. My thoughts on the Savage pistol is, you know, the first gun I ever bought was a Savage bolt-action rifle. And, you know, I still have it. I still love that gun tremendously. But the problem with Savage is their aftermarket, you know, with whatever they provide for aftermarket use, it's lacking. Like, you can't buy any additional accessories, you know, like cool go fast parts you know mm-hmm. it's basically here's here's the gun you might get different sight options you know you know like you said it has the uh the three different mag sizes but other than that it's it's probably going to be pretty lacking and i really hope that they try to break that um you know break that trend of not really offering any accessories yeah although it well, kind of seems like the accessories kind of is relied on like third-party businesses 
Yeah, this is depending true, it being on, a single stack, it's not like you're going to be able to get aftermarket mags, kind of like the uh, you know aftermarket mags for like a Glock 48. You mm -hmm. go from what eight or eight or nine round mag to a 15. Yeah, with the shield arms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe they'll have one at Shot Show, and I'll check it out, and you know, come back yeah, and you know, I'm let you guys I'm curious know. to see. I, I like you know I like Savage as a company, but I really I'm really excited or curious to see how they're going to you know bring this gun out as mm -hmm. far as you know improvements. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving forward, GSM Outdoors. We're talking walkers, Birchwood Casey, Cold Steel, GPS bags, Tech Mat, True Glow. Do you guys own any of that stuff? I mean, I feel like you'd have to live under a rock at this point. I mean, walkers, it's either like there's really only a few like really good companies out there that make really good ear pro. Birchwood Casey, I mean, chances are you've shot at a Birchwood Casey target. Usually any of those like shoot and see targets, that's Birchwood Casey or some of the interactive targets, you know, I have one that looks like if you were playing darts, but instead, obviously, you're shooting at the target instead of uh, throwing a dart at it. Cold Steel knives are really making, I mean, they're doing really well with their marketing, and I see them pretty much everywhere all over social media. GPS bags, I love those bags. I can't really imagine my life now without those bags actually going to the range because they hold so much stuff, and it's greatly reduced, like, the amount of bags that I have to bring when I, you know, make a day at the range. Tech mat, they have those really cool mats, which I will actually be using when I clean my guns if that happens. But if nothing else, I mean, it just, you might actually want to have those in your shop, Ryan, just to protect like your counters. You know, if you have any glass counters or something like that. And then obviously the True Glow sites, a lot of people are putting those on their guns. Those were actually like the first sites that I ever had on my gun. Those are the first aftermarket sites that I ever bought. And I still, you know, to this day use them. Yeah. The TFX pros, I really like those. I've got them on a bunch of guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So any of those brands that I just mentioned, go to their website. There's links in the show notes. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY20, that's going to get you 20% off any of those brands, which is a freaking awesome deal. And then I would imagine that they probably have sales on top with the holidays. And I would imagine, don't quote me, but maybe you can use both, you know, the coupon code plus whatever sales they're offering. And then it's an even better discount. Okay, so today, AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f Never mind. AF. Outrage over Christmas pictures. Several viral Christmas pictures this week sparked outrage from anti-gun crowds. A picture from Colorado's El Paso County Sheriff's, that's my sheriff's office, showed a man who looked a lot like Santa with the caption, guess who came in to receive his concealed handgun permit today? Do you know that El Paso County Sheriff's office has issued 49,750 concealed carry permits with another 2,560 awaiting to be issued? The tweet had a lot of likes and retweets and grumbles from blue checkmarked Dems and gun control groups. The department responded with EPSO intended to highlight our staff in the concealed handgun permit office, not to be insensitive. Santa correlates to the month of December, and we thought that it would help to recognize our hardworking staff because people just can't take a joke. 
Then Congressman Thomas Macy from Kentucky and co-chair of the Second Amendment Caucus posted a family portrait in front of their tree. In his family, all held various firearms, including AR-15s and FAL, Uzi, Thompson, and he was holding an M60. The caption read, Merry Christmas, P.S. Santa, please bring ammo. I could get on that, actually. Yep. News outfits predictably smeared him for the picture with their typical anti-gun rhetoric. One response to his tweet said, the bar was on the floor, but somehow you managed to tunnel underneath it. Congressman Macy responded to that with the BAR, the bar, all caps, is under the couch as in Browning Automatic Rifle. Several other 2A supporting congressional reps and others running for office responded by sharing similar family photos. It's just crazy how nowadays, like so many people are just so offended by everything. And I do know that El Paso County is like working their butt off. I mean, the last two years, I think it's safe to say that there's just been record breaking amount of people getting their concealed carry permit. I mean, they're definitely working hard. And then with COVID and limited staff, you know, and then people just have to, you know, just crap all over them. It's definitely unfortunate. Yeah. They're just out of touch with real people. Yeah. Always pushing the agenda. Well, I mean, anytime, you know, any politician, I mean, look at Lauren Boebert, who she posed with a gun and, or I think there was like guns behind her and, you know, everyone just like went into an uprage and, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just yeah. nuts nowadays. She posted a similar picture with her family and guns. And mm-hmm. of course, they went all over there. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time for iTunes reviews. So, guys, you, this one's going to be tough because there's three of you and I want you guys to vote and I'm not going to chime in. We need to, you know, pick a good winner. All right. First review is S. Meg Massum. Mm, I don't know. I'm like, man, you know. I don't know, S-M-E-G-M-A-S-A-M, titled Love the Podcast Five Stars. I've listened to all of the Gun Funny Podcast episodes and thoroughly enjoy them all. Hearing Ava talk about guns is very relaxing, and every time I finish listening, I feel slightly more informed about the firearms industry. Thank you, Ava, for all the great information in our industry. Second is Thomas N. Five Stars. The show is always informative and entertaining. Ava has great insight. I've been listening for several years and will keep on listening. Keep up the good work and keep training operator tickles. And if you guys are interested in leaving a review, if you have an Apple phone, just click on the podcast app and then search for Gun Funny and scroll down. You'll see where you could leave a review. All right, guys. So out of those two, who do you think should be the winner for the prize pack? Um, well, Thomas, uh, as you said, you've been listening for a couple of years. Why aren't you a Patreon, bro? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Come Why on, man. Yeah, come and join us. Um, as far as reviews go, man, it's tough. They're both nice. Oh. Did I miss that they both mentioned tickles or only one mentioned tickles? Well, Thomas mentioned only tickles. Thomas mentioned tickles. That's that's always my tiebreaker. If you mention tickles, then you get a point. <laughs> he also isn't a Patreon. He's been yeah. listening for years. Yeah. So that's uh, Plus one, minus one. All right. So, John, it's up to you then. Break this. Uh, Break this tie. I guess we still got to go with tickles. All right. So, Thomas N., just contact me at gunfunny.com. Click on the contact us form. Send me a good address to send that prize pack to. 
But let it be known, if you guys do mention tickles, you know, I mean, that isn't always going to be the deal breaker. But in this case, Thomas lucked out. But you should actually, Thomas, you should highly consider becoming a patron. There's some really cool people in this group. And by the way, if you guys want to become a patron, just go to gunfunny.com and click on the support the show link and then just go from there. Also, Blown Deadline, he's given away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky patron each month. Have you guys ever won? I did. I, I did. You Recently. did too? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have too. I still need to Dang. set something off to have him done. Okay, so that's so then all three of you guys have won a gift certificate. Yep. Damn. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I actually, I still have to send something to him too, which I told him like months ago and then, you know, life happens and I'm still just sitting here. But I was thinking of like something that I probably won't mess with, you know, where I won't put aftermarket parts on. Because that's the thing is like you could send him an AR, but then you're like, oh man, I wish I didn't have him paint that because I'd really like to take off, you know, that handguard and switch it out with this one. But now you can't because it's painted. So I was thinking about like sending my IWI TS-12 there. And having him do something cool with that. I don't know. I still have to think about what I need. He could do something pretty cool with a TS-12, I think. Yeah, that's what I think as well. Yeah. I also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons. Corbin Bonafide, man, he's been with us forever. Iraq veteran 8888. Sake Holsters. Hey, I know that guy. Justin Justin Paulson. Jason Anderson. Sportsman's Guide. Daniel Treadwell. Know him too. Keith Callamore and Melissa Ridings. John Snow, still the king of the Patreon. He wants me to say when the Grinch stole Christmas, he only gave it back because Operator Tickles forced him to. (laughs) (laughs) And guys, um, like I said before, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, especially since it's Christmas Eve. Granted, it's the morning, but I know we probably all have last minute things to do. But yeah, once again, thanks so much. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week and having a a guest. I don't even know who the guest is going to be, but for the last week of December. And then we're heading off into the new year. On that note, we are out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.